Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey, good day to you, everybody. Welcome to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today is very special. I think she has been on the podcast once before, but she hates coming on because she's terrified of doing stuff like this. But I'm making her because I think it's very important for us to share our lives and how we've been getting through this crazy time together. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my girlfriend, my beloved Taylor Donahue. Taylor and Taylor. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, look at you full of energy. She oh, has wow. one sip of a drink. That's literally it. She's drinking. I'm not because I'm about to go do a happy hour later and I can't get all drunk before because then I get slurry and I get sloppy and it's just it's not cute. Yeah, I have a vodka drink and also an entire bottle of Prosecco just as backup in case I get nervous and drink the whole thing. Okay, first things first, let's talk about this idea of why you get nervous. Okay, I think we should really like I want this show to be a complete therapy session. Okay, oh. listen, I want to do I mean, we're going to do a couple things. Okay? okay, we're going to be talking about how we're surviving quarantine because quite frankly, in our relationship, we're thriving. So we're going to talk about that because I think we can maybe give some tips or in tricks to people yes. or maybe just piss people off. But whatever, we're gonna have like a therapy session about our relationship. Okay, we, and we can get real. Okay. I'm going to be like soups vulnerable, wide open. Okay. Okay. And then also I want to talk about love languages. Okay. Okay. And then, but first things first, because it's a therapy session, I do want to discuss this idea of you. Like you are attracted to me. I think a big thing that drew you to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that I am a little bit in the spotlight. You liked that about me. Huh? And so it's funny that for somebody who like, you love, you do, you love celebrity. You read like Daily Mail like crazy. Yeah, I do. You know, like every actor's name in the world. We play this movie game. Claire Danes. Uh, for real? Can't hardly, um, uh, come on. Why okay, would you start with something so hard? Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, Titanic. Uh, Kate Winslet. Okay, so you get the gist, and then you I go name back movie. and forth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I suck at it, and Tay thrives at it. She knows the name of every goddamn actor in the world. Anyway, so like you are very, you're. It's not like because there are some people that like hate celeb. Mm-hmm. You know, they think it's like gross and tacky and lame. That's not you. But for somebody who's so drawn to it, you yourself are not that interested in being a celebrity at all. No, you're like very my worst nightmare. Worst nightmare. Yeah. So then, like, why? So but then. Isn't being with me kind of scary? No, because I get to watch you from afar shine. But when you go on stage, I literally want to crawl into a hole and die. Because like, I'm so like, bad? Like, I'll, <laughs> my hands shake when, before you go on stage. Wait, explain that because people are going to think that you think that I'm bad. No, I just, I and my, mo- my mom and my sisters say the exact same thing. Our empathy levels are so high for you that we almost, it's like we could feel it for you and we're in it. And like the thought of going up there makes us want to just fully die. 
So, uh, but then when you're with somebody like me, right? Then like you do have to like sometimes like help them out with their podcast or like okay. if I were to get a reality show, which is something I've talked about <sighs> since day one of our relationship. Yeah. Like you're somebody that would not want to be on a reality show, but like if I was on a reality show, Tay, you would have to fucking be on it because I wouldn't be able to get my gig if it weren't for you being well, the thought, a party to it. The thought of being like on Vanderpump, even in the background, you know, at Bo's bachelor party or well, whatever. For example, so yeah. Stassi and Bo, we know they're getting married. Yeah. And uh, Tay and I are both in the bridal party. Yeah. So like Tay is a is a groom's woman. Yeah. I am a bridesmaid. And so, and it's obviously going to be televised or at least, you know, that's the plan. Who knows with this pandemic and what's going on? But that was originally the plan before all this shit hit the fan. So, like, you were going to be at the bachelor party, like, on camera. So, what were you thinking about that? Because I would be flipping out, but Bo's best friend, Rob, is also not, like, a reality star. And I'm close with him. Lies. Lies. Okay, he's an actor, but he's not a reality Lies. star. Rob loves the spotlight. Yeah, he, he does. Likes to boogie. Oh, yeah, but it's like, a, that's, but actually, that's what makes it, like, a, him a perfect in-between for me. Okay. So, it's like, he, like says he doesn't want it to me even though i know he does so i can hang with Wait, him i have a question what? are you one of those people that say you don't want it but you secretly do because i will be i will i'm not going to break up with you I, ever obviously but that will make me so annoyed i i don't want it but i i could see myself playing like the bow character where it's okay. just like okay you know how they just glorify bow and they're like Yes. Or at least they haven't gotten to the point where they just like tear them down. Yes. yes. That's where I would want to stay forever. Like that's my biggest fear. Right. Is that like you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm shy. Oh, my God, I don't want to be around a show. And then like we're going to get in this position where we both actually do have to be involved and you'll do it because you love me and you want to support my career. And then you're going to be this like huge star and you're going to leave me in the dust. That's an insane fear. No, (laughs) I'm actually more fearful, more more so than being on camera or whatever. I'm more fearful of being portrayed very well and you not and then you getting mad at me. That's that's the <laughs> ultimate fear. If I'm being if we're being honest. We're being honest. This is the honesty episode. I think I know why I'm afraid to do these things. Afraid to do the podcast. Because yeah. you're not because like on camera, like you were I mean, yeah, you had some booze in you, but you were like very confident and very fucking funny. Well, and, and socially, you honestly you had great great timing. Great timing. Thank you. You're welcome. But when it comes to doing like so I have a radio show, obviously, and then we have the podcast. And when it comes to like Tanya to fill in, you're like not really that excited. To you know do what, it. though? On on video things, I'm not as like clamped up. I don't know why. I think that I because you can because you love. No, yourself. no, 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 no. Because you can communicate things without really. So I emote and I communicate less with the things that I say, even though I am like sociable and I, I do kind of talk a lot. Yes. Um. Like it's more the way I conduct myself than like the words that I say. You're very when you communicate, you rely on on talking, and so I think that's kind of when I get it. It, it goes back to if we're gonna therapize here, we are. It goes back to how it's like this fear of imperfection, mm-hmm. and when I'm left to rely just on talking, I have like this deep rooted insecurity, and honestly, oh. that's like that's part of the reason why I was so drawn to this new job that I have. Like I head up customer success and onboarding and, and, and marketing and all this stuff. And I'm constantly talking to people all day long, which as an, as a, a videographer and editor, that's literally been the opposite of what I've been doing for the right. past like decade. So I think that that is like one of the main reasons I was so drawn to this because I'm forced to, it's, it, it's forcing me to get up and talk to people all day long and, and make conversation and get to know people and, um, 
and, and, and like talk on my toes. And I think that that's like, and I just said to you before we started this, I was like, I'm ready. I've been talking all day long, which I never usually am. Right. So I'm like, I'm, I'm warmed up. And I think, well, I gotta say, I think you're doing the best you've ever done. Thank you. Well, don't talk me up yet. Oh my God. You're going to leave me. (laughs) That's my check out Toe Donahue show. Uh, (laughs) Mondays through Fridays, eight to 10 AM. Well, good. Well, so maybe this is like something that you'll start to you know, a, a fear that you'll start to outgrow a little bit, which I, I mean, benefits me. I mean, honey, if we could be, if you could be a guest on my podcast regularly, that would be fantastic. Oh, that would be fantastic. I wouldn't. I, oh, hey, speaking real quick, though. So this idea of a reality show, let's re- yeah. for real talk about that. I just had a phone call the other day. There's been something that's been ongoing since I was married to husband. What since it was me and Chad and he was like, I won't be on it. And then we were like shooting it and he would just start screaming things from the other room. And I'm like, okay, person that doesn't want to be on it. Like you're certainly making an effort to like, like get yourself involved. But, um, but he always said he would never be on a reality show. And I, I mean, well, I didn't really give a shit what he cared about because I didn't want to be married to him, but I'm obsessed with you. You are my heart. You are my life. You are my future. You're my, you're my everything. So like if I, Let's say, you know, a reality show did come about and it was about work stuff. But of course, they always want personal. Like, would you be you just said like you would be the bow? Would would you be open to something like that? Because you kind of used to say that uh, 100 percent. No, you would never do it. Look, I'd be I'd be fine with it. I'd be open to it. It's not like something that is on my vision board that I'm like, oh, gosh, I wish we had a reality show. It's on mine. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) And so um, I actually started. I want to make a vision. board. Let's do it. We should. I just like started pulling things into a file on my computer, like this really cool Jeep, whatever. Okay. So <laughs> we um, just got a Jeep. No, not a Jeep, a Bronco, like an old vintage Bronco. Girl, I bye. can't even, Get I can't even drive stick. Here. I know it's like, whatever. <laughs> I'll fill it up with other things that are more realistic. Um, like That's a, never like happened. Like a Jeep. Um, <laughs> so you and me have a really strong relationship. The last thing I would want is, is producers or whoever, stirring up drama and you feeding into it even though i trust you and i trust you enough to to for you to protect us yes i i wouldn't want people stirring up things in our relationship in our relationships with our families our friends right and 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 complicating things that shouldn't be complicated and it's just people people do it and it's fine and, and they get successful from it and they or they gain success from it and that's that's great for them but i i don't think that you, i don't think that you need it to be successful or well, you are successful, but to be more successful. Uh-huh. And so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to jeopardize anything that we have or anything that you've built just to gain Instagram followers from a reality show. Okay. Okay. Listen, that's, I, I totally respect that. Um, but that said, you'd be great on reality TV because well, you're slightly unhinged in some areas. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, I, I think also a big concern for you with me being on a reality show is that I would come across looking bad and that would be something that you would have a hard time like watching and seeing, uh, even if you know it's not true, like having that be public perception of me. But I will say this. So this, like I said, this reality thing has been going on for like before I even knew you. So this is, we're going on year what? Fucking seven, eight of this concept. So like chances of it happening today are very, very slim to <laughs> Don't worry. But I, I, trust me, I'm not losing sleep over this. Oh, fuck you. But I will say, I will, I will say that um, there was a time where we were like really picking it up heavy and this is when you were in my life and I remember you said like Ugh, th- like when you feel threatened a, a very nasty side of you comes out and that's the only thing that's going to get shown but that was also a time when you were struggling with massive 
perfectionism yeah. issues. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like through our relationship, through work you've done, work I've done, trust me, I had to do work on myself too. Mm -hmm. We just have very different journeys when it comes to doing our like, you know, like therapy basically. Um, but I think that you've come up, like I feel like you're over like us needing to be perfect, you needing to be perfect, yeah. everybody thinking that we're like the greatest and the best and like, you know, so admirable and flawless. So I feel like you would actually be able to compartmentalize like maybe the version of me on a show versus like who I am in real life. And it, it, yeah. it, it comes into this, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Like the people that love and know us, they're not going to judge us by something like that. You're so crazy. I know, but that's why Good you crazy. love me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of our relationship, which is fantastic, mm -hmm. um, would you say quarantine has brought us further apart or closer together? Don't answer that yet. Um, I have this theory that this quarantine is we're all operating in extremes. Either people are extremely busy, what, whether it's work, kids, or extremely bored. People are either extremely happy in their relationships or extremely unhappy. I mean, so many quarantine breakups have occurred. And actually, that's something that I, I feel so proud of. I don't talk about it too much on the podcast and on the radio show because I feel like it's bragging. And actually... I've really never in my life felt like I had like stuff that I could brag about except for work. Like, you know, I was never like, I'm so skinny, my body. I never bragged about, I mean, I've never felt, I, I never could. Um, You're like, I, I interviewed Kim Kardashian. Like, that was basically like <laughs> it. But like, even when people be like, what do you do for a living? I'd be like, mm -hmm, I'm, uh, and my mom be like, she has a radio show on Sirius XM. That's, that's like, me now. I was very, yeah, that's, well, you know, you took the bet spot. But I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't like people who brag. I hate braggarts. So that's something that like, I've never- braggart. A braggart is somebody who brags. A braggart. A braggart. B-R-A-G-E-R-T. It's old English, which I speak because I'm a million years old. <laughs> so, a braggart. But like I like, you know, like I like aside from my success in my career and also like I, you know, adore my family so much and I'm very proud of the family I came from. But aside from that, like I felt very, like a very flawed person. Right. So like I didn't have a shit ton to really like brag about and my relationships were the number one place where I was flawed so I used to always I, I like my thing was like shit talking my relationships you know what I mean so now I'm in this and it, it, was, it was great content it was great for my brand but now I'm in this relationship with you and I am so madly in love with you I respect you so much I'm so happy with you and you're really cramping my style, kid, because I got <laughs> I got to really dig deep to find content because it's you know it's easy pickets, low hanging fruit to make fun of your relationship. It's a, it's the oldest game in the book, and it's awesome. I mean, I still thoroughly enjoy listening to other people make fun of their husbands or whatnot. But like you and I, but like the truth is, if I were to talk about our relationship, I would just be saying like a lot of really nice things all the time. Well, you know what you used to say: a, a sign of a good relationship is like there's like four good things to every one bad thing or something that's like that. It, there's a formula that I learned it in therapy from my, my and therapist. I, and I, think that's, barrels. I mean, maybe that is like the average norm, but in my mind, it's so off. Really? Because I think, you know, every four good days to one bad, it's not, that's not what that's that not means. how it was. This is how the, so my therapist Cheryl's barrels. That's what we call her. Cheryl's, I love Cheryl's barrels. <laughs> I love Cheryl's barrels. So she, you're like, you'll be in the other room. Like, can you hear me therapizing? I'm like, <laughs> No, you're only <laughs> screaming from 15 feet away. I haven't heard a thing. But see, that, that's also testament to how good a relationship is. Like, I don't even care if you hear me in therapy. And yes, sometimes I talk about you. Well, you tell me 
yeah, I know what you're going to talk about. Well, yeah, because you make me tell you before I go into my sessions. No, I'm don't. like, what happened? How, how was it? What'd you say? Did you talk no. about me? No, Is she mad I, at me? I just know that if I say something in therapy, I'd say it to you anyway. No, you do. We yeah. don't have secrets, no, you know? Yeah. So, so, and if, if, if I'm mad at you, you fucking know. So um, and the, I want to be clear. Our relationship is not perfect, but it no. is like so, it is the best relationship I've ever been in. And I actually feel really lucky, Tay. I think that we're like, I think that we're one of the few lucky ones that get like this really exceptional love. And I am even scared saying it because I feel like I'm fucking jinxing us. But I do want to be clear, despite that fact that I feel I that way. I to tell you. Ter- I swear to fucking God, it's not funny. I love you. <laughs> okay, listen, can I tell you something? No, I'm talking in circles. <laughs> You've been talking all day long. You've been talking all day. Okay, so I think... But wait, wait, let me just wrap this thought because okay. otherwise I'm, I'm not going to be able to let it go. What was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> so basically... Oh, what did Cheryl's Barrels say? No, 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 no. So for every... Yeah. For every one bad exchange in a relationship... What is an exchange? A fight... Uh, um, a passive-aggressive comment, an issue you're dealing with. Um, well, what's a positive exchange then? Can I just tell you the goddamn formula? I'm not Cheryl's Barrels. I'm her patient. Okay. <laughs> just give me a second. <laughs> so for every <laughs> negative interaction, do you like that word better? Mm-hmm. For every negative interaction, you need four positive interactions to counterbalance it. That's what you told me. That's when I was married to Chad. And I was like, yeah, uh, we don't ever have positive interactions. It's all bad. And like even the positive ones aren't even close to how bad the bad ones are. So that was that. But I think that that's good because it's like, yeah, I, I, I think that makes sense for for most couples. What's an interaction? Like a fight or like... No, no, no. Ex- What's a positive interaction? A hug, a kiss, sex, um, like a hug, a kiss, or sex. I don't know, a really nice date, or you know, like a, like a like a really fun trip. See, or, I think we have like fifty of those to one fight. I agree. Well, that well, that's why I'm saying I feel like we are a little bit of an exception. This is where I start to brag, and I and I hate this, but like I feel like we have a so, like a super special relationship. I think your therapist was just trying to make you feel better because a four okay. to one ratio. <laughs> That's also fair. That's fair because I was in a really not great marriage. So that's okay. also fair. She was like grasping at straws. Can I say something about our relationship? Please. I mean, I think that we've been quarantining very well together. Wait, real quick. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, just for like reference, Taze, I'm the first and only relationship you've ever really been in. Yeah. So it's been five years and I feel it's a, an insane time we're living in. We don't really have to get into it, but I do. I was just talking to my mom about how how you know horrible so so many things are for so many people you know in relationships high school kids kids in college just like so many people trying to cope and 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 like you said it's it's it maybe it sounds like bragging but we are doing okay we we are both lucky enough to have have jobs and well i think that that, so, that, that, that definitely helps because even yeah it, it, and i know that's not the case for everybody and yeah i hope that this ends soon but i i keep reminding myself you know how they always say just be th- be thankful be grateful and i and I truly do think pretty much every single day, like, God, I am. I'm so grateful that we are where we are in our relationship. We're definitely not perfect, but we've been through. And and my my little sister was here on yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. And we we like went up to the roof, the three of us. And we kind of just like social distancing. Yes. But we just like therapized for like an hour, just like. Bing, boom, boom, boom. That's like throwing all these things out that's been going on the last like five years with all three of us and our relationships all together. And it was just like, wow, we really just got to like talk all that out. But we were telling Allie how, you know, things in our 
earlier in our relationship and we she, really have and she was there she for it she had a fucking forever see yeah. i remember one fight we were in we were staying at the people that used to nanny for like yeah. we were house sitting and we got in a huge fight at a party you left with your sister i went back there because that's where we were staying yeah and then was i was I? like i was like you were refusing to answer your phone and I was like on the kitchen floor like, ah, and like literally like having a fucking adult tantrum and you walked in and Allie was right behind She you. was. And I was like on the floor like, I don't know, like drooling, like drooling and like ripping my clothes into a million pieces and like getting myself. That tracks, that tracks like petting a cat that we were cat sitting. Yeah, <laughs> petting Sally. Yeah. No, but anyway, I sorry to like be rambling, but I just feel like so grateful that we've we've been through like our heart. I truly think that we've been through like our hardest years and maybe that's not true. Maybe I think we we'll probably I think I think it's like um it comes in waves, I guess. It's at life and flows. Waves, yeah. And so I feel like of course we'll have some I mean listen, we want to have children. That's not going to be fucking easy. Sure. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah. you romanticize it and you think it's just going to be like having a widow hedgehog, but it's like <laughs> really I mean, I think that's going to be Probably a trying time in a relationship, but also you just think it's going to be like, I'm just going to be like, I love guys. babies. Yeah. But I promise you, I won't. Yeah. Well, you also <laughs> said the kid's never going to sleep in bed with us. And then we left our nephew, our James from sleeping in our bed two weekends ago. Yes. But and then you woke up, we woke up in our bed here and you were like, I wish James was in bed with us. I and think I, I must like, have been, I, my medication was still no, going. It was, I was it in was a dream. Not. You looked at me straight in the eyes. And I regretted saying that. <laughs> because then you were like you want babies now and i was, I was like oh like, dear god forget it i was like ashley do you know what she just said she <laughs> you, just, you can't say people no one knows who ashley is oh i said that to my sister <laughs> <laughs> anyway i love you and i'm so grateful that we're in a good place during this because it has made this whole thing this whole shitty situation is so much easier. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I, I actually feel like this is the the most time we're ever really going to get to ever spend together, like in our lives. And I'm like, so here for it. You know how obsessed I am with you. Like, I love my family. I love your family. Yeah. Friends are fine. But like, I like am obsessed with you. Like, I like, I am so sorry that this is all happening, this pandemic, this quarantine. But like, I am like, literally, this is exactly how I always wanted to get you is like alone and focused only this on me. You ate the bat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bitch but i will say that like i but like i'm surprised that we're getting along as well like you are like you're a social animal and you like to be out and about and not, and i know i annoy you so the fact that like we are getting along so well actually i'm like wow i we've hit a good spot so but like i think we've shared enough about our relationship to prove like we're not perfect we've had problems yeah. we work through things we're different so what do you think has helped us thrive in this quarantine and don't get me wrong we've gotten fights we actually like i just can't really play monopoly because i get so pissed oh Christ. so we just both like we've just identified well that's a, t- a, a, a trigger for taylor's tracker um the number one thing that has helped us is self-awareness and i think that both of us have been i think this has forced both of us to like actively uh self-reflect and be like okay what bothers the other person that maybe I would usually do on like any given weekend and get mad about this or whatever. And I literally can't do that because there's no break. Right. So I think that like the, the I think that the self-awareness for both of us to just um, not piss each other off yeah. has, has, has made it like very freaking civil in this place. Yeah. I, well, like, I'm trying to think if someone's listening right now and they're having a hard time in their relationship, right? Or they're, yeah. or they're like, you know, they're like, their significant other is annoying them, which is so normal and so fun. I feel like what can we share from our experience thus far that's been pretty, really good? Like we wake up every morning, like smiling for the most part. We've had a couple of bad mornings, but out of all this time, like yeah. we wake up smiling, 
like we kiss, we spend time in bed together, we hang out, like we are affectionate, like we're very, we're, every day we're very grateful for each other, you yeah. know? And like, it's, and I'm, I'm really like, you might annoy me in a split second, but if I do act like pissy, I will immediately apologize. Yeah. Um, but you're not really getting on my nerves. You know, at it's all. hard because I think that's what, like one of your listeners could take some advice, but it's a, it's very much a two way street. They could take the advice and implement it, but it has to be two ways. So I think that the first thing you do is communicate to your partner. Okay. If you are going through some trying times, and I know kids are really complicated right now, and kids, you're trying to educate your kids, and, you're, and people are trying to work, and, and work. even if you're not working, right. it's really hard to parent right now. And I think that it's worth number one communicating to your partner, just like, okay, if we're in this place right now, I know you want to get out of this too, but like we we just need to work really really hard individually and together to be the best that we can right now mm-hmm. um to get through this for ourselves for each other for our kids for whoever you could be living with your in-laws whatever it is and i think that just having that conversation and then taking like the day by day steps like yep. i know that me laying down on the couch while you're cooking and i'm looking at my phone or whatever like annoys you so it's like yes. i'm going to sit in the kitchen with and you i communicated that to you yes and so i make like, i feel like i'm just your bitch that were, who I'm like I'm like okay so I mean you have been amazing. Well, you, the, also the thing too is it's like things I like to do or things that Tay doesn't like or literally can't do like cook. She literally fucked up Elio's pizza. It's like impossible. I've literally <laughs> forgot to like pan the bottom of it, so it was all stuck with so fucking we just foil. Ate aluminum foil for dinner. It was amazing. Yeah. But I'm but like I but like I so but and then the things that I hate to do like take out the trash, uh, basically. And then like do deep cleans of oh, the apartment. And clean the floors. Yes, I hate I doing that. I love doing the floors. You love doing that. So like we each take like we're we're great like a yin to the gang. So so that helps like finding with your partner like rewiring the, things, the apartment with the Wi-Fi cords. I swear that I will I'm still that's still not resolved and I'm still like I'm actually you just brought it up bad. and now I'm mad at you again. If you're going to how about this? If you want to start a project as an individual and you're in a partnership, mm-hmm. you need to communicate what you're going to do to your partner and what it's actually going to probably entail before you start it because we are now sleeping with the lights on every single <laughs> fucking night. That's true. And I and you promised me this would be done. So actually now we're going to get into the fight in this podcast where we're telling Tate basically tried to wire the Wi-Fi on the roof, which you know, conceptually great idea, but now we've got fucking wires hanging everywhere okay. and we've got to keep the goddamn lights on and the fucking central air is not working and it's just like ridiculous. Fine. I it's didn't know not. there wasn't another outlet up there. Ugh. There's a hundred foot cable running through our entire apartment, but that Wi-Fi works on the roof, so I can work up there. And you know what? You can do your 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 uh, happy hour. I up don't there. want to because the lighting and stuff. I need to let me like Taylor. I swear to God. Okay, well now we're gonna get into a fight, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This is this brings me to another, my other great point of how to get through this. I. I'm so annoyed by you that you did that. No, I'm looking at you right in the eyes. Yes. Also, you did. You really just like kind of did it and didn't really explain to me what you were doing. You just said, I'm going to do this project and you think you're smarter than everyone mm-hmm. so that you're gonna, it's going to be easy breezy and it wasn't. And then um, every, you promised me days ago because mm-hmm. the very first night we did get into a fight and I was like, I'm not sleeping with these fucking lights on. You're like, well, we have to. And I was like, okay, well, you need to fucking get this situated because I'm not living like this. And you're like, I promise I will. Then we went to your sister's. We spent the night, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're a quarantine crew, mm-hmm. whatever that means. And we came back and then that was Monday and then it wasn't fixed. And now it's Wednesday night and it's still not fixed. And I know I'm going to walk up those stairs tonight and I'm going to have to sleep with the lights on. But you know, and, and it makes me mad. But you know what? I could choose two things, okay? Listen, this is very important, everybody. Listen to this. I could either bitch at her and nag her every single day or i could just say 
I'm letting it go because I am not the queen of letting it go. I'm the queen of like obsessing and you like hate talking let things. It go. To, I hate if you tell me to let it go or get over it. I will punch you in your baby maker. Whatever that is, say, man or woman. I'd rather just lie and say I'll do it tomorrow. Right, but for me, I honestly, I am. I have learned the art of moving on. It's not. You know what? I actually can sleep through the night with the lights on. I actually feel a little bit safer that people <laughs> think that we're up all night long. <laughs> I'm wearing my mask at night. It, you know what? It's like fuck it, fuck it. And I think that that uh, having a fuck it attitude when it comes to your partner and like the people that you're living with right now, I think it's imperative because we all handle stress and anxiety differently. We are all, this is a, this is something that the world has never seen before. We're all like, I know I'm drinking more than you want me to. I know I am, but you haven't said anything. And I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. But that's what I'm saying. Like things that before you would nag the shit about over me. That didn't yeah, but, even make sense. That well, sentence, but you know what I'm talking about. No, but for real, like you're judgy sometimes. Yeah. It's, y'all. Yeah. But I think that we are learning to like communicate things without. We're learning to let each other be ourselves. You well, know, because. And there's good and bad that comes with there that. There is good and bad because. Yes, I cook it's, every meal for you. And I also drink while I do it. Yeah. So just, oh, so there you go. What, what am I going to nag on you when you're going out and buying food and cooking and a lot of the times cleaning while I go take a shower? Like, what am I going to be like? But you can't drink wine. Right. You know, so it's like, what? but I know that you want to like be healthier. Yeah, we'll get there. But, no, not the time. but I'm not going to. Yeah, but I'm not going to be on your ass. Tonight. Right now is but a really hard thing. time. But you're not on my ass. And pre pandemic or just. Uh, I was. Yeah, you've been on my ass and I've been on your ass back. Because that's a relationship, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you cut me, I cut you. Oh, you judge me? Well, guess what? Now I judge you back. Right. And it's this, this, and this. And we all have this arsenal in our like our little fanny packs, relationship fanny packs, if you will, that we can just like throw like little darts, pew, 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 and get at each other. And then it's just like a tit for tat thing. Whereas if you kind of just like this idea, you know what? I'm not advising everyone to let it go in general with work, with friends, with family. No, I'm, no, like, there has to be no. there ha- there are you boundaries. To, you have to find your voice. You have to stick up for yourself. Yeah, you have to have boundaries. You have yeah. to take care of yourself. But when it comes to a relationship, after you've been together for a really long time, I think it comes to a point where it's just like no one's perfect. It, I, I saw this. This is so like random, but I saw this. In, I, I follow this thing on Instagram called the Good Quote. It's like so <laughs> like woo woo you know yeah. but every now and then i'll read something that like really sticks to me i actually started following it when i was going through my divorce it was like daily affirmations my friend who's a therapist made me sign up for it and she was like i know it's cheesy but it will help you and it did and so i still follow them i don't check it all the time but when i do i always find stuff and there was this um like really weirdly acted skit with this guy who's like a therapist talking over it, it was super strange but and, and also i was like how do these actors shoot this in a quarantine crazy because it was quarantine material whatevs <laughs> so I remember thinking, though, when I was watching, he was saying stuff like, you know, right now during quarantine, because he was voiceovering it. He said right now in this quarantine, like all the flaws of your significant other are going to get you like tenfold because you're in close quarters and you're together all the time. And like the things that used to bug you, bug you like a million times more. Mm -hmm. And then he said something to the effect of like, I'm paraphrasing, but it was the general gist was like, so why do you allow yourself to be flawed? Right. We allow ourselves as humans to be flawed. We do. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I mean, you came late to the game because you wanted to be a perfectionist your whole life. And I feel I set you free. You're welcome for that. Yeah. Well, it stems from me like being closeted for 24 years yes. and like a whole, a whole and, thing. And, of I, and, trying I, to, yeah, but, and when I got that, I had compassion for it. And so I, then I was able to let go of being mad at you for wanting to be a perfectionist because once it, I was once raised, I, yeah. my mom's a perfectionist. So 
to be around someone who's a perfectionist fucking triggers me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I but I will say that, and my mom's less of a perfectionist now, and I and she actually thanked me for it, and she has evolved. I'm just saying, being a perfectionist, you are just you're selling you're selling yourself short. But basically, it's a why do you let yourself be a flawed person, right? But for some reason, we expect our partners to be perfect. We expect our partners yeah. to be, and 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 he said 100%. like he said, blame it on Disney, blame it on media, blame it on rom coms, blame it on whatever you want. But like, there is a message that's been sent to us for such a long time that yes, we be we can be the best that we can be, but we cut ourselves slack when we're not perfect. But for some reason, our partner has to be infallible, and that's where I think a lot of people get themselves into trouble because if you can be flawed, then so can your partner. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the things that bug me about you, it's like even if I'm being um patient or, you know, if I'm if I'm choosing to be patient, it's because I know that it's like something you're either working on or aware of or we've talked about, or it's not, you know, it's not something that like I'm hiding that we've never talked about before. Right. It's like, okay, these are trying times. I'll even look I'm at her like, and say, I'm, I know. I exactly. And it's like <laughs> that's all I need, especially right now. Like it's not worth any of the other, you know, any of the arguments or anything like that. I also, I actually, so on my radio show, the Taylor Stricker show, I was talking to Sean Kilby, who has a relationship a lot like ours with his girlfriend, Linda. They've been together for 15 years and they're like madly in love still. 15 years. 15 years. They're basically each other's first ever real relationship. I was like, and they're, and they're high not, school. They're not going to get married, but they're going to be together forever. They don't want kids, but like they're, they're in it for the long haul, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, he was saying that right now, you know, they're not really fighting that much either and they're like kind of thriving and he's in their relationship and he said that the reason is because going back to this idea of extremes in quarantine, right? Extremely bored, extremely busy, extremely happy in a relationship, in relationship, extremely unhappy. But he said also the good is extremely good right now and the fights are extremely bad. So mm-hmm. like, and we have gotten to a couple fights, a few, maybe five, I would say during quarantine. Yeah, yeah we have. But, we not, have. but not blowouts. Well, but that's the thing is that like I so quickly want to resolve it. There was one fight where I was like, go to your sisters. And then immediately was like, no, she can't leave. What me. did I do? Oh, girl, I don't know. Probably fighting over fucking blackjack. I don't remember. Well, but anyway, yeah. we, but it, we, it got to that point where I was like, fine, go to your sisters. Is that what you want to do? Just go to your sisters. But then, but if, but at that point, if she had left gun to her sisters, like you would have been quarantining with them and I would have been left alone. Oh, it was early. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. And I, and then I remember thinking like, well, as mad as I am at her, I don't want to be alone and I don't want her to be gone and I don't want to be apart. And I think I immediately came up to you and I was like, I don't want you to leave. And you're like, I don't want to leave. So, but like just knowing that, you know, I, I, I do think that like also knowing like the last thing on top of everything that I want to do right now is fucking fight. And again, (laughs) not to say that we haven't gotten to like spats, but I think at least one of us is like ready to throw in the towel real quick to avoid the blowout that, you know, you can just feel simmering because it's truly the lot. We just need to be partners all right now. And it's easier well, said than done. Well, I actually think this is like a good um, learning experience for us. Not good. I don't want to say, but like, no. it, it, it's an insightful experience for us because I think that we used to fight because, and, and not resolve it because we know we knew that we were going to be apart. And then it's like, you kind of fester it and you're angry and you're stubborn. But now you know, and now we can't do that. So I think that going back to, you know, when we go back to normal and we can go out again, I think that maybe this will ha- have helped train us resolve things faster, even though we can be apart. Yeah. Because we know what it was like when you can leave and fester versus staying inside and just deal with it quickly and how much easier it has been doing yep. it this way. My mom used to always say this to me. And, um, you know, I mean, it, I'm sure people have heard it before, but I, it resonates 
Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I want to be happy. You want to be happy? I want to be right. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) That's the next thing. So we got rid of the perfectionism a little bit. Also, if you want to get along, just don't play blackjack and buy (laughs) the game Azul. A-Z-U-L as in blue in Spanish. Yes. It is truly literally the best game ever. It's kind of like backgammon where you don't really have to talk and you think really hard and it's there's there's chance and there's skill, skill. but it moves quickly enough that if you're like getting totally fucking destroyed, you can make it up the very next it's game very like rapidly. The best game ever. Well, that's why and Monopoly this is not so sp- bad. sponsored by Azul, but I just love it so much. Well, that's why Monopoly so bad because if you're fucked, you're fucked for like a while. Days. Yeah, and it's not fun to be in that position. You need something that and and usually like in backgammon moves. or chess or something. If you're down a little bit. It's kind of hard to make it back. Yeah, not Azul. But Azul is so good. It's fantastic. Okay. Are we so, done for real? We're not quite done. We no. have a little bit more time. No. I, oh, look who's loving this. No. Okay, I get no. it. You can I go, see. You can go do your happy hour. I'll be here. I can, <laughs> I can hold up the fort. <laughs> okay. And then can we talk? God, I'll cut this. Can we talk about something more fun, after? Well, would not really because we don't have time. Okay. Well, do you want to not talk about love languages? It's kind of, we've talked about it before. Okay, fine. So, okay. We're, so, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Radio um, star. <laughs> <laughs> Something more fun. Okay, here we go. See, this is where we normally get into a fight. So, Tay says what you're doing, what you're cooking, what you're saying, what what's happening. Taylor Strecker, I don't like it. And I say, okay, fine. We'll stop. What do you want to do? And then she's like, I don't, I don't know. know. What do you want to do? What I was doing. So I'm leading and then you cut my leading off. You literally cut off my dick. And then I'm like, okay, so go. And then you're like, no, but you come up with something better. Oy vey. I swear. Oy vey. <laughs> have, you, have you talked about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly? No. What, do you know who they are? I know who one of them is. You know, do you don't know who? Who's Machine Gun Kelly? MGK. Who's that? He's like this rapper. He's like a white rapper. Uh, nope. He's the tall, skinny guy from that silly movie you like with... All white rappers are tall, skinny guys. Just FYI. He's all tatted. He, oh, he's Pete Davidson. No, no, no. All ta- he's <laughs> Pete Davidson's best friend who he smokes weed with all the time. Oh, cool. Pete he's Davidson. Like, he, what a catch. So I told you that Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox... That I know. They're, they're, uh, done. they're done. So he went on his podcast and he was like, uh, yeah, Megan and machine i don't know what his name real name is yeah it, they know each other pretty well at this point and then he said i hope that he basically like alluded that he hopes that he gets back with megan at some point so he basically is saying that they're getting divorced because of her relationship with machine not because he didn't say that it kind of seems i think that he's been in malibu and she's been in uh wherever wherever they live so now she's been hanging out with this one but they've like three kids together but Machine Gun Kelly has a daughter. What are you? So you just interrupted the love language conversation. I'll cut this all out. It's okay. <laughs> I just find it fascinating. What about it? I don't know. I just want to talk about it. <laughs> sure. Whatever you want. What do you think about it? I think nothing. <laughs> well, if you don't know who he is, I'll cut this part out. What do you want to talk about? No, I want to talk about love languages. I don't want to talk about love languages. <laughs> so you know what? I think we're done. I'll wrap it. You're going to have to leave it all in. All right. Ra- huh? You're going to have to leave this all in. <laughs> I'll wrap it up. My gift to you is editing this podcast. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, No, I'm I'm sorry to cut it short, but we really are out of time. I literally have to jump, go do my face and jump on my happy hour live. Yeah. Um, But anyway, Taylor, thanks for joining me as a guest. This was thrilling. I think it was great. I listen, I know you don't like talking about real stuff, but I think that like, listen, the, the 
basically a, a great podcast. The formula is, I learned this from Lauren and Michael of the Skinny Confidential podcast, who I adore. They said, the job of a good podcast is to inspire, mm-hmm. entertain, or teach. And I think we just did all three, my friends. Oh, you just have to do one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, they said a good, I know a good podcast does at least one. A fantastic podcast does, does all three. three. And you know what I want to be? Fan fucking tastic, Taylor. That's what. Okay. okay. Hey, I think that I've changed. You know what? I, I think I had to do what? was change my frame of ref, my frame of mind. I think that I've been thinking for the past five years that I hate this so much. And I think that if I just keep telling myself that I like it, I think I might start to like it. Yeah. Like that's what I did with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did with you. So. <laughs> You guys, that's it for us this week. Tay, thanks for joining. Really, I do appreciate You're it. You're welcome. I love you I love, so much. I love you too, sweetheart. Um, and you guys can follow Taylor at Taylor Donahue on Instagram if she gets more followers than me. She's going to die. Um, so, But you should follow her, totally. But like, not too many of you. <laughs> I'll, block, I'll block half of you. Um, also, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. Not only do I host it, but my girlfriend Taylor... She edits it. Sure do. So it's a family affair up in this bitch. And yeah, just uh, give us some love. Show us some support. And please share us with your friends and family. And if you're in a relationship, make your man's or your woman's listen to this. Okay, guys, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week uh, with another amazing podcast. Until then. Bye, bye girl. girl bye. bye. I love you. Love you, honey. <laughs> <laughs>